0: Greetings, welcome to the single greatest health and fitness podcast in the world. In the world. It's the Weight Loss Podcast. You know how we know we are the greatest health and fitness podcast there is?
1: Because we surveyed people.
0: Yeah, because I fucking said so.
1: Us two people.
0: Yep. And And we
1: both said yes. It
0: was definitive.
1: Two to zero.
0: We, We surveyed the hosts of this podcast. Right, so, hello and welcome to this fine episode. My name is Matt and (laughs) thank you, love you too. With me as always is my wife, my co-host.
1: Wow, okay, what an enthusiastic introduction, thank you.
0: My overlord. (laughs) Wow. The face that runs the place. (laughs) It's Courtney. How are you?
1: Good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. Good. Let's get stuck into this.
0: Season three rolls on. We are going to continue discussing the topic of self-sabotage. Yes. In particular, with this episode, we're going to get into talking about why perfection is the enemy of progress. Mm. Courtney? Yes. What the fuck does that mean? Yes.
1: Yes. Well, I think when we talk about why perfection is the enemy of progress, we should really talk about what we're talking about when it comes to perfection. So just like in weight loss, just like in everything else that people do in life, we want to be the best at it. We want to be great at it. We want to make no mistakes because mistakes suck. So we just want it to go perfectly.
0: And it means we've failed.
1: Yeah, for a lot of people, mistakes mean failure. Mm. So we want to try to Mm. avoid any sort of... What's the word? Um, we just want to avoid being emotionally drained by making mistakes,
0: or is it a fear of being vulnerable,
1: judged, a fear that people might judge you negatively, make fun of you, um, lose faith in you, because of obviously during this process, people's support is so important.
0: So, how does this apply to someone who's working to lose some weight? Get in great shape. Where have you seen people? What ways do you see them striving for this these perfect outcomes?
1: I think they're in the in sort of the the main areas. So food. So you you see people that will make mistakes with their food, and they will hide it. So they'll try to cover it up because they're what trying way? to be perfect with what they're eating. So they're trying not to have any you know treat or cheat meals or foods they're trying not to uh, eat anything that is off their sort of plan for the week Um, they're trying to do everything perfectly Um,
0: or perceived to be doing everything perceived
1: so that can that can manifest in two different areas so you Mm. could have someone who just like that is gonna not is gonna make mistakes or sit in their mind as well because that's the other thing about mistakes sometimes they're not really mistakes but you see them as you're making a mistake And so you're going to hide that, you're going to cover it up. Or you have the the people that will legitimately try with their food to do nothing wrong, to stay within the lines, to stay within the box, but then the problem with that is that becomes in a diet. And what happens with diets, we can only do them for so long before we're going to binge be or before, you know, you fall off. It, you're, going to t- you're going to find a tipping point. So with food, it, it, it's really prevalent. I think that it's the most prevalent from what I can see. You may agree or disagree. And I think that's because with food, it tends to be the hardest part.
0: I see, it, I see it in a number of different areas when it comes to that So I know with you, Courtney, you've spoken about in the past where you would sneak eat food. Oh, yeah. Where you would uh, siphon in the ice cream. Yeah. And then what, hide the buckets under your bed?
1: No, I'd put them in the rubbish bin, but I wouldn't take them out to the rubbish bin out of my bedroom while someone was in the kitchen. It would be a stealth run. Yeah, or things like that, or I'd hide the wrapping papers of chocolates and, and things like that. Yep,
0: I so this is that's like a an easy example. Sneak eating. Uh, I I will also see it and have seen it plenty of times over the years with clients mm. that we've worked with and work with. Where a very very simple rule that I've got: if a client sends us a a record of what they've been eating for a week and it's better than what we do, yeah, um, that's a red flag. Yeah. If you get enough of these over a period of time and you then get progress photos that don't quite reflect that, then that's a pretty easy little indicator that there is... Well, the food
1: doesn't match the progress. Well, so. there's,
0: there's someone here who is worried about aiming for some sort of perfection Yeah. with this and you can also see it with training programs. Yeah. Where it can be very easy to force yourself to undertake a program that, quite frankly, you're not ready for. Yes. And sort of, I suppose you say, slog it out. So I've been inactive for the last 10, 15 years. And starting on Monday, I'm going to go to the gym two times a day, seven days a week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a like a lot of that as well can come, can manifest in ways of people trying to lift heavier weights than they're ready for because yeah. they don't want to seem weak or soft or yep. they they don't want to seem like a beginner and they feel like they need to be advancing quicker.
0: Ooh, that's, um, that's a very good point in terms of what you mentioned about being a beginner and that does tie into this. It's almost like it's a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I think that that can cross over in terms of food as well. People don't want to seem like beginners so that's why they feel like they have to get it perfectly right yep. from day one. Yeah, the funny
0: thing is to, to the trained eye, If you are someone who has had weight issues and you have, the, I suppose, the symptoms that come with that, you are a beginner, whether you like it or not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that they're sort of the main things. Have you seen other areas where people will be constantly sort of fighting for perfection and and finding themselves get it undone by it?
0: Well, I think it can also come in how you assess your progress so it's very often easy to look at what you haven't got or what you haven't done to the point where you overlook how far you've come. Mm. So if you've got someone who is starting to, to improve in in the routines that they're doing, so they they're building up their consistency, let's look at the, let's look at the perspective of say a, any particular client of ours. They're they're building up their consistency with their training. They're consistently preparing their own meals at home. Mm. And they are being consistently accountable and coachable to us. And they're starting to put these routines together. They're starting to get into their groove. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, shirt's getting a bit bigger. Yeah. Go down a belt notch or two. Maybe your pants are getting a bit loose. You know, those, those cool things start to happen when you're making progress. Funny thing is, it can be very easy to go, oh, well, my shirt's getting bigger or my dresses are getting bigger. Oh, but I've still got three or four more sizes to go. Like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. So people are aiming for perfection within their own goal setting as well.
0: Well, it's, a, well, it's, it's like I, I haven't reached my ultimate goal whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. So all these little milestone milestones that I'm achieving don't count.
1: Mm.
0: So I my goal is, theoretically here, my goal is to lose six dress sizes, but I've only lost three so far. So those three don't apparently count.
1: I think sometimes as well people can get in the habit with that one of – it's the language that they use, so it's then the mentality that they have. And I think, Matt, you were guilty of that for a really long time. When someone would say to you, give you a compliment, and say, "Oh, you look really good," you would default, I think, without even realizing it, to a statement like, "Oh, I've got, I've got, a, I've still got a long way to go." And you would brush it off like that.
0: Yes, I, I would agree with that. To be fair, I have adjusted my response to thanks. I know.
1: Yes. <laughs> I know I look good.
0: <laughs> it's nice to someone else to tell me.
1: But you also can adjust your response to, thanks, I've been working really hard.
0: Well, you did drum that one in. So yes.
1: it is nice to acknowledge that someone thinks that you look good and Absolutely. that you have been working really hard to stay in the present. Yeah. And sometimes it can be really easy for our brains just to go straight to the future stop, all the time.
0: Stop, stop, stop. You nailed it. Oh, 100%. In terms of staying in the present. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with this. Yeah. You there's there's this lack of an appreciation for what you are doing. Mm. Because you're looking so far ahead at the end of the race, wherever the hell that might be, that you don't appreciate the laps that you're putting in, they're actually kind of getting better.
1: Mm. So that can that's really one of the the key pillars of what uh, perfection is the enemy of progress really is about. Well, in some
0: cases, it can stop you from even starting Yeah, Yeah, because you think to yourself, oh, well, geez, to get where I am to where I want to get to, oh, I've got to be at the gym every day. My mate goes twice a day. I've got to do what he or she does. Oh, I've got to give up all this food at once and make all these changes at once. Uh, It's uh, it's too hard.
1: It can lead to definite inaction, especially if, if you've got that perfection mindset, then if you're looking at something like that that you just mentioned, if you're looking at all those things, then, of course, you're going to look at it and say, well, there's no way I can do all of these perfectly. So... You're the, you're stalling your process because you're looking at that, and that mindset is creating inaction yep. because your perfection mindset saying there's no way I can do all of these things perfectly. So why bother? So I yeah, yeah. So why why even start? Because I know that. And and again, like you said earlier, a lot of people see mistakes as failure. So you're looking at that from a perfectionist point of view, saying I'm going to quote unquote fail at something here, and I don't want to go through that. Mm. And again, we speak a lot about fear. Mm. So fear comes a lot into it. So it's fear of making mistakes, fear of looking bad. They, yeah. they're, 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 I think they're bigger, big trigger points when we talk about perfectionism and why people have it. Well, and
0: it's it's part of... Something that we discussed a very long time ago in one of our very first episodes, it's part of the all or nothing Mm. mentality, which is an extension of this. So if I can't do it all right, and I can't do it all perfectly, and it's not going to be a smooth ride, well, I won't even do anything. Mm. Which is funny, because when you look at that with a bit of common sense, like I'm so... I, I know I can't do this right and I'm afraid of failing, so I won't even do it. Yeah. Which means you've actually fucking failed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If, if you really step back and you look at this objectively, it's mm. like, well, obviously, sort of thing. But I think you get so stuck in that mindset. And, and it's a really easy mindset, I think, in the beginning to get into because you are in that vulnerable state. You've made that decision to change. You've 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 taken that step to say, all right, I need to do something, or
0: you've asked for help.
1: You've asked for help, so you are feeling very vulnerable at the time. That
0: takes bravery.
1: Takes bravery. You might have already told people close to you in your life that this is what you want to do. So, or that's, what you're unhappy with. So that's again, that's stepping outside that comfort zone. Mm. It's feeling very vulnerable. You're allowing yourself. You, you're opening yourself up for judgment, for for people to have opinions on you. Um, positively or negatively so you're in a very vulnerable state mm. and when people we've seen it when people hit that mark they have this nervous excitement they just want to hit the ground running they just want to do it they just want to get stuck in you know i'm ready i want to do this and so that, that how many times matter have we heard people say to us i know it's not going to be smooth ride. Oh, i know i'm going to make mistakes but they don't really believe it in that moment uh, we they still that- think they're going to do this Perfectly. You call that lip
0: service? Yeah. Paying lip service. Uh, The best teacher's experience. Mm. You have to go through it. Like we can tell people until we're we're blue in the face. You do do have to go through it. One phrase that I was told by a coach of mine that has stuck in my head, like tattooed Mm. into my head, is this, 80% and done is better than 100% and not done. Mm. And that's now and has been for quite a long time now how I approach what I do be it personally work whatever I don't I do aim for improvement mm. and I do aim for excellence but I don't aim for perfection because I've just accepted the fact that it actually doesn't exist because to me even just thinking that way implies that you can get to the level where there's no more improvement to be had. And that doesn't yeah. happen. It doesn't exist. There's always improvement to be had, no matter how big or how small you think it may be, there's anything you do, I guarantee it, there will be a time that comes where you can do it better. Absolutely. And this can extend from how you lift weights in the gym to how you how much time it takes you to prepare food in the kitchen. Mm. It can be an improvement in time management, how you schedule your training sessions, how you schedule your food prep.
1: Could
0: mm. can be an improvement in how honest you are about the things you struggle with.
1: Mm.
0: It's like there seems to be this mentality that to go from A to B, from where you're starting to where you want to be, is just one straight shot like taking a lift Mm. from the basement to the penthouse when actually it is every single stair on every single floor. Well, I tell people, and Courtney's going to ask me to explain this, so I will, that improvement is iterative. By iterative, I mean it is one little step at a time that evolves past what you did previously. Yeah. So here's the thing. 15 years ago, I am an overweight guy who just doesn't want to be a victim of diabetes and doesn't want to be overweight. Where I am now, I'm here talking about weight loss on a podcast because I do this for a living, mm. do you think that happened overnight? No. It has been all these little steps up the ladder or up the staircase, whichever analogy you wish to use. It has been one step or one rung after another that's just added on top of what I've done previously. Mm. There's been a few, quite a number of, quite a number of times where it's been, it's felt like it's been going back down. Yeah. And then it goes back up.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that is the epitome of what progress is. So I think when we're talking about perfection is the enemy of progress, rather than focusing on the word perfection, we must start to focus on the word progress.
0: Well, progress, improvement. I, I'm, I am more than happy using terms like excellence, chasing excellence. Yeah. But that also comes from chasing improvement. Yeah.
1: It, it's really any term or, I, or word that is going to mean that you are striving to be better. Mm. And and that can be better at any any one thing or all things. So you can still tr- strive to be the best you can be. And, you pro-
0: and I think you should.
1: And you always should because if you're not striving to be better, then you're going backwards because everyone around you is going to be striving to be better. So well, if, if you're not, theory. Then, then you're going backwards really. So... You really need to be striving to be better. You need to be striving to hit your goals. As you said, Matt, they're they're progress goals. They are runs on the ladder. You're you're trying to hit something that you didn't you couldn't hit last week. And but that's, then also
0: but then also acknowledging that you've done it.
1: Yeah. Celebrating the small wins, which we talk about.
0: Always have to celebrate the small wins.
1: It's it's really important, yes, to acknowledge that you have made progress because that's what's going to keep your your, your brain thinking that it's good, and that then I something think, good's happening. I agree with
0: that. And then I think once you've done that, you should then cast your mind to, okay, what's next?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what's
0: the next small thing I'm going to do better? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's this fine balance you do need to strike between – I do think you should be consistently looking to improve, Mm. but not at the expense of acknowledging what you've done. Yeah. And it's the other way around where you should absolutely high-five yourself when you've made progress, when you've improved, but not to the point where you get comfortable and complacent and you think you can put your feet up because that is like five minutes away from going backwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think in my past, I look at my history with this and I definitely, when I first started, had a perfection mindset.
0: You want to elaborate it on was,
1: that? It was, I didn't... This is when we first met? Yeah. Okay. So when we first met Matt, and if you've been a long-time listener, you'll know Matt was my first trainer. When we first met, he trained me. He helped me with my nutrition and got me lifting weights. Um So when Matt first was training me and did the same thing that he's always done and still does to this day with with clients, says to me, take the process slow. You know, we're going to go into this step by step. Don't don't worry about the fundamentals too quickly. Like literally the first week I was skipping through the information he gave me to read every chapter and figure out what I had to do because I just wanted to do it now.
0: So, is that, is that a fact?
1: Yeah. So, we, so rather than take sort of one chapter at a time, which is what he told me to do, I went through the entire book and took, I was just checking, I didn't read the whole book, but I was just ticking off, okay, the main parts of the process. What are the main things here? And I read the main parts within like the first two weeks. So, it was, I was, had that mindset going in too, saying, oh, yeah, I get the process here, but, Oh, nah, I'm just I'm ready, I'm just going to do everything now. And so that worked great for me for the first 12 weeks because I got a great result. But then, of course, I did what you just explained, Matt. I didn't set the next goals. So I celebrated too much what I had accomplished in 12 weeks, which wasn't my total goal. Like, yes, I lost some weight. It wasn't like where I wanted to get to, but I lost a good chunk of weight. People noticed, people give you praise, it's great, you're feeling good. You're relaxed. Got complacent, did Mm. not set my next goals, felt like, you know, I was doing really well, and then that's it, you go backwards. So then that was a hard lesson for me and something I had to really deal with because then it's wow, I just had this big high where everyone's giving you praise to then you go backwards and you feel like no one said it, but you feel like you're being judged. You feel like you're being watched. You feel like people are saying, well, she stuffed that, didn't she?
0: It is, it is the fastest way to a plateau is when you stop seeking improvement. Yeah. And it's one thing I do go out of my way to constantly remind people that maybe off to a good start with us, and they might be starting to change, like that's well done, that should be acknowledged, but make no mistake, if you just leave it where it is, it's not if, it's when you hit a plateau and then you're going to be upset. Yeah. Because all of a sudden what you're doing isn't going to continue getting the result because you have to work harder to get a better result. Yeah.
1: And that was the mistake that I made. I felt like in my first 12 weeks – I could just continue doing the same thing.
0: Do you remember how you reacted when you saw that second lot of photos? Because I do.
1: Yeah. It wasn't great. (laughs) I
0: melted down. You cried?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've cried multiple times after that because that's not the first and only mistake I ever made. I've made plenty of mistakes over the time. Oh, so
0: it hasn't been perfect for you. So it definitely hasn't
1: been perfect. And that was a really big... Early reality check.
0: I would have just assumed you had a smooth ride because that's what weight loss is all about. Yeah. It's got to be easy and smooth, and there's no adversity.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely. I've I've had a re, multiple reality checks the whole way along, and mm. so that was a really big one early for me. It ain't just you, and it got me thinking about it. But the difference is, I didn't quit. So I realized that I had made the mistake, and I think this is something really big to know when it comes to having that perfection mindset. It is that, and I will still fight it to this day, if you're someone who suffers from this, it's not necessarily that you are going to ever be able to shut it off. It's a habit, and so you just have to constantly work on making sure that you're not letting it take over because I still have those thoughts to this day. I will still have the thoughts of I'm not doing everything right.
0: This and is also... This is also... Sorry.
1: No, no, no. I was just going to say that that's... And that's where I have to remind myself that mistakes aren't bad. I have to remind myself that there's a balance, that this is a lifetime change for, for me and there's always going to be balance, mistakes... Uh, progress, there's always going to be that. And I still to this day have to remind myself that it is progress over perfection.
0: How hard is it to remind yourself of that?
1: It's definitely got easier, I have to say. How? It's got easier by repetition for me. So for me, it's got easier because I've got better at, at stepping back and having perspective on what I've done and what I'm doing. But that's come with time. Definitely when I first started, it was really difficult. And I relied heavily on people close to me for balance on that. I, re- I relied on um, making sure that I was going back to um, that my goal setting to remind me on what I was doing it for and the progress I had been making. Um, I, I relied on celebrating those small wins and focusing what I've what i'm on what i've done these days it's a lot easier for me to pull myself up on when i'm feeling that way i can recognize it straight away i've got used to recognizing the signs the feelings pulling myself up saying you know saying to myself in my head get over yourself courtney like move on um but yeah definitely in that first instance i think for me i relied heavily on my support network Um, to help me through that. How
0: would you have progressed if that wasn't there?
1: I don't think I would have. I think I would have given up.
0: Where do you think you'd be now without it?
1: Back where I started or probably worse because for me, I've spoken about it a lot, My, my big problems were a lot of emotional eating. So I eat my emotions and... Very normal. Yeah, and I would binge eat on sweets sugary things so i think that i probably would even be worse off than i was before if i didn't have that support network and that having that perspective coming in from other people because as i said i can do it for myself now but how many years has that taken me so this is
0: this is why we are so adamant when we say you can't do this by yourself
1: no you don't have, you you can't be you can you cannot expect yourself to have that sort of perspective, say, even in the, the first year of you doing it. Mm. Because there's so much to focus on. There's so many habits to try to overcome. If you have that if you're prone to that perfection mentality, which I'm not gonna say everyone is, but I think there's a lot of people out there that uh, are.
0: It is very common.
1: Yes. Um, because of the things that we mentioned, fear of making mistakes, fear of looking bad, fear of being judged. And I think if you're someone who has a weight problem, if you suffer from weight-related issues... And if you are
0: listening to us now, you probably do.
1: Well, you've already got that vulnerability, that emotion to vulnerability, that emotional connection to being judged and for people to look down on you already. So it's really easy to have that... um, that perfectionism, we want to do something good, we want to get praised for it, we want to have those really good feelings of things happening and it's so easy to get disheartened if if something goes wrong. That's also
0: where, because what makes it difficult is when you are too emotionally attached to your own situation. Oh, that's a really good point. And you need objective people to pull you up and say, "Hey, nah, you're doing well," or "Hey, nah, you're fucking it up."
1: Well, that's such a good point because how many times in those early days would you have to tell me to go back and look at my my weight, my exercise program? Because we wrote everything down. It's so easy to just write down numbers and not think about what you're doing. Mm. Whereas I, I needed you to say, "Hey, go back and look at that and see what's happened across the course of twelve weeks." and you look at where you started, the weights you were lifting and the progress you were making at the start of 12 weeks to the end, and people would just look at that and say, oh, big deal, you lifted heavier weights, who cares?
0: That's, an, that's what we're talking about here. Exactly. You're, you're overlooking the progress you're making. Correct.
1: But that's not something that I would have thought to go and look at mm. for a sense of progress. I would I would have looked at those early um, years of me lifting weights saying why can't i do this better why can't i feel this the way other people feel this why can't i squat properly beginner well that's the key word isn't it no one likes to be a beginner at anything it's this shit yeah
0: where do you think you start
1: you have to be get comfortable with it don't you you have to get comfortable with being a beginner Admitting that you don't well, know. I
0: look at it as being there's really two choices to make. You accept it and move forward or you don't accept it and stay right where you are. That's a good point. All right. Let's move this on. What tips do we want to give about this topic? The obvious first one, which is cliched as fuck, but let's just get this out there. It is indeed about progress over perfection. It has to be. Now, yes, that is cliche to Helen back but you know what it's also true
1: and it is the easiest thing to start reminding yourself
0: well also seeking seeking improvement but then combining that with recognizing improvements and celebrating them because even though you may not be where you want to be and you know what deep down no one is where they want to be sneak preview for another episode of this season but there's no end to this race no. The more success you get, the more success you will want. Yeah. So understand, you'll never be perfect. You'll never be perfect. And you know what? It doesn't have to be. No. You just have to strive for improvement while, as Courtney said, being able to, to recognize and stay in the moment and celebrate how far you've come.
1: Understanding that the body will change without you being perfect at what you're doing.
0: Well also it's not just the body but as you get when you learn this through experience your perspective will change. Yeah. And it becomes actually I think easier to accept flaws and accept mistakes for what they are when you understand that you don't need to be perfect to get a result. Yes. Like I I can I can show off so many fantastic results that we've had be it with ourselves or with clients over the years none of them have been perfect oh take it from us
1: yeah absolutely
0: we Courtney will attest to the fact that I have an annoyingly good memory mm. and that extends to people that we've worked with over the years where I can go back and tell you what they've done well where mm. they've struggled yet the photos would make you think oh to get this result they had to have been perfect like no one's perfect. No. A big part of this process is actually finding out how imperfect you can be and still get an outcome.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the definition of this style because it is what we say. It's about balance and it's about a lifestyle change. If it was about how perfect can you be, it would be about what, what is the best diet and how long can you do it for.
0: You think... You think if it was actually about getting things right 100% of the time, sorry. Oh, 100%. Of the time, (laughs) this podcast wouldn't exist because Courtney and I are big fat failures. Yeah. Because we have fucked up everything. Yeah. But, and that leads into the next tip, we have used our mistakes to make us better. Yes. I am only too happy to say I... Firmly believe, if not know, we are the fucking best at what we do, hands down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we've gotten to this stage because we fucked things up and we've learned. Yes. And the way I process it in my mind is you fuck something up, you learn from it, you apply what you're learning and you then improve. Yes. That's how you get good. Mm-hmm. This whole This whole process is just a series of failures. That you move forward from? Yes. In it? Yes. Any other tips you've got?
1: I think that really covered up most of most of all of them that we had written down. Um, learn from your mistakes. Nailed be better. That's so what
0: you're saying. is nailed it, mate.
1: Yep. Be better. Learn from your mistakes.
0: Celebrate the small wins.
1: Focus on your goal setting. We, oh, did, like we did a whole episode on goal setting. How and to it's, set the right goals. And it's so important because where if,
0: Where would we find that episode, Courtney?
1: Uh, on our website, which is theweightlosspodcast.com. Ooh. And I think that goal setting has such a big part of this because it really helps with that perspective and helps with focusing on progress. Because if if that's really what good goal setting is, it's working out goals that are going to help you progress to the next level.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna out someone right now, not by name, but she's listening and she'll know exactly who I'm talking about here. I had a discussion with one of our clients yesterday mm-hmm. that just ties into this so perfectly. She told me that she went to visit a friend wearing an outfit she hasn't fitted into in over four years. Wow! I didn't think it was a big deal.
1: Oh no, not a huge deal at all. I'm like. What the fuck? Yeah, who cares? Why this, even mention it?
0: This is what we're talking about because it's like you're so focused on what you haven't done, you're overlooking the fact that you're wearing clothes you haven't fitted into in four years. Like last time I checked, the clothes didn't get bigger by themselves.
1: But that's also something that really you have to look at yourself and think why are you saying things like that because why did you even keep clothes in the first place then?
0: There is that part, but what I'm getting at is – often you can lose perspective oh, easily. on how far you're coming and you, it, it does pay to have people in your corner that can say, actually, mate, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. And it should be celebrated.
1: It should be because we can also say celebrate the small wins all you want but then some people go too far with that and they fear celebrating the small wins because it's, oh, it's, it's, it's not where I want to be, it's not where I want to be so I can't be excited about it. Oh, okay. Well, the
0: point I made... And by the way, I know you're listening and I love you. <laughs> the point I made was, you know, 12 months ago, you would have killed to be able to say you can now wear clothes that you couldn't wear for the last four years. But now, today, eh, whatever, hand wave. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. There's, there's so many people out there that would seriously give anything they could give to go through the feeling that, that it's like a liberating feeling of putting on clothes you haven't been able to wear for years. Yeah.
1: Because
0: I know that feeling. Mm, same. It's priceless. Yeah. There's there's this emotional freedom that comes with it. Yet in the moment, uh, I'm not where I want to be. It doesn't count. Yeah. Come on. Man. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Yes we would like to invite you to come and hang out with us in the official The Weight Loss Podcast, the Facebook group. Yes. The Weight Loss Podcast colon the Facebook group. Yes. Just look up The Weight Loss Podcast on Facebook. Come and hang out with Courtney and myself and other fans of the show. Absolutely. If you love the fact that Courtney says...
1: Oh, 100%.
0: All oh, the time, you can go and get yourself a... Oh, 100% beanie or a oh, 100% t-shirt
1: you're going too far now
0: <laughs> over at weightlospodcast.com slash shop where you can pick up some pretty cool podcast swag Birch. yes and on that note let's call this a show we are out hopefully you got something out of this if yes. not blame Courtney it was her idea absolutely and we will speak to you soon bye